As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. A formidable beast, the grizzly. As strong as an ox, fast as a horse, quick as a cat. No animal but man can challenge him. It's a new day, yes it is! Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome... The Wild and Crazy Guys! The Athletic presents Hogan Johns. Hogan for the win. Put in another We're going to consistently put players in position to succeed. Most important piece is we're going to take the North and never give it back. From CHGO, it's Adam Hogan. I don't think that this is a, bit, a full rebuild, but you definitely have to retool your roster. And from The Athletic, it's Adam Johns. Hey, what's up, Flues? And we're going to have measurable ways for standards of performance every single rep, every single game. Anyway, uh, who cares? Now, here they are. The Adams, Hogan Johns. What's up? Welcome in, Hogan Johns, with you one day away from the NFL draft. We are finally here, Johnsy. Finally. At last. These couple days always seem to drag, but yeah, still a lot to talk about. It, it drags, and yet I still don't feel like I have enough time. So I was up until 1 a.m. working last night trying to finish our... CHGO Bears 100, which we are unveiling today as we record this on Wednesdays. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, we, we uh, switched the days around a little bit this week just because of the draft and schedule. We had the press conference with Ian Cunningham yesterday, so it made more sense to do the pod after that. And then same thing, our, uh, our just so you're aware, Friday we, we will recap Thursday night on Friday morning. We'll wake up early Friday morning uh, and, and get a pod out early for you on Friday to, to you know, recap to get, whatever. To, to get you through your work day. Yeah. Um, so a little Wednesday-Friday transition here, and uh, we got our, our old friend Marissa filling in for Kent today because Kent is on his way to Kansas City with the athletic football show. They're going live uh, from there during the draft, and, and that's going to be great content. And look what I did, Johns. I went ahead and just had this bad boy printed. <laughs> I love it. Did you get me one? I did not because it cost $60 at the FedEx <laughs> store. Um, so I don't know if you need a birthday present or something. At some point, maybe I'll, I'll get you a copy of the Beast. I save them all on my desktop. <laughs> for Yeah, for those listening and not watching, I <laughs> printed out the Beast because, you know, I just got tired. Well, I'm, I'm, 
it's a long story. I'm dealing with this neck issue, which is bad timing with the draft, and I keep looking down at my iPad and stuff, and my chiropractor is going to kill me. So we're, we're, we're making life adjustments here as the, the draft rolls on. Um, everything good? We're good. We got two kids homesick. Yeah. Uh, throwing, uh, making this draft week a little bit more interesting as we try to finalize all our, our stories for this week. But, uh, yeah, if one sick kid starts coughing in the background, you know why now. Well, our sick kid at CHGO, Nicholas Moriano, uh, <laughs> he jumped on our call this morning and, and said he was sick. And I said, you will stay the hell away from our studio today because you are not getting us all sick. And I'm sure you have that paranoia right now, too, with two kids home. I'm waiting for the text from Kevin Fishbane telling me to stay home tomorrow. Oh, yeah. If, if he was a nice friend and colleague, he would have sent it already, but... It's going to say, you will jump on that in two seconds. <laughs> I did yesterday. <laughs> there were a couple of people at Howells Hall yesterday wondering if you still work there. <laughs> Why is that a running joke? I, I still do. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. All right. No, um, we were at Howells yesterday, and there was a press conference. Uh, I should point out, congrats to uh, David Montgomery, now a Lion, um, the veteran winner of the Brian Piccolo Award, and Jack Sanborn, the rookie winner of the Brian Piccolo Award, that always happens the Tuesday before the draft, and then they have a press conference, which is typically the general manager. Um, but the NFL has instituted this, and, and I like it. you got to have a high-ranking personnel guy that's not your GM talk twice a year. And so the Bears gave us Ian Cunningham, the assistant GM yesterday, uh, instead of Ryan Poles, and you get a glimpse of what it's probably going to look like next year when Ian Cunningham is running his own team. Yeah. He did he did a, he said a lot without saying anything. Yeah. Yeah, I thought <laughs> so, he did a good job. Actually, yeah, bravo for yeah. Uh, handling the, the first I guess individual press conference where he has to handle very sensitive draft related questions a few days away, you know, from a big day for any team. Yeah, I think he did, there were a, there were a couple of times where I'm like you could maybe do a little bit better job lying here, but um you know, like the B. John Robinson comment I thought was hilarious. Maybe he's throwing up smoke screens. Well, right. I mean, that's the thing. You don't know. You, you can't. That's my favorite part about this press conference is like literally anything they could be saying. What if Ian Cunningham is the best smoke screen artist that the Bears have? And that's why they put him up there. Yes. Well, yes. he's got a straight face. Just throwing him out there. Yeah. He even not admitted, taking a running back at nine. <laughs> right. At all. But he like paused, like it was the greatest question in the world. <laughs> Would you take a running back in the top ten? And he's like, "Yeah, I think so. Sure, if you say so." That's yeah, I obviously. Think it's worth, that yeah, I think it's worth it. Yeah, that wasn't his quote, but that's kind of how I read it. I enjoyed it. It was fun, and uh, you know, honestly, good for Ian Cunningham, who again is, you know, he already had an offer to be. He had two teams looking at him very hard. One offer he turned down. Uh, with the Cardinals to be their general manager this year, and he's well on his way. I, I think the Bears know that. I think Ryan Poles knows that. Um, that's only a matter of time. But it is a big advantage that he was still around this year and decided to stay with the Bears. You heard him talking about that a little bit yesterday too. Just And, and I thought that was um, – I think Jason Leisure asked that question. It was a good one off the top. Just like why are – in what ways are things running smoother this year compared to last year? Because that first year when you take over in January and you inherit – a different scouting staff, one you did not hire, one that's already been hard at work since, you know, early, late summer on these prospects. Um, and you got to find a way to gel different grading systems and 
thoughts and trust scouts that maybe you've never worked with before and put together a board and, and draft all these players. Like that's not easy. So it's, it's, you saw the changes the bears made after the draft last year. Now they have their guys. Now they have their systems. Ian Cunningham talking about now they know their coaching staff better to know what they want too, and how this exactly all fits together. So um, that, that part was actually very interesting to me here, hearing him talk about that. Well, we've been through this before. <laughs> yeah. Many Unfortunately. Times. Yes. Yes. Some scouts stay, some scouts go. Uh, there, there's always a lot of turnover uh, for teams in, in that side of things. But the year that Ryan Poles' staff had to work with Matt Eberflus's staff, that's the most meaningful part of this. Like, they got to work together hand-in-hand hand throughout the season. Then not only after that, there are more coaches involved, like, on the road scouting this year than I think I can ever recall before, just, just in terms of, like, showing up to, to pro days. Like in force, in mass. They flew together in private planes and those conversations that they had, like like, you know, in, in, in transit really, it's invaluable for the grading. And you, you get to a better feel for what the the coaches want, what they like, you hear different concerns, different experiences. So I think that definitely matters in how the Bears are gonna stack and grade these guys. Yeah, and, and I just you know, it, it might not result in you know, better results at all. But you, I think you go into, because the draft is just that way, but I think you go into this weekend at least feeling a lot more comfortable than, than maybe you did last year. Especially because just as a first-year GM, too, for Ryan Poles last year, like, you remember the video they put out of, of uh, him calling Kyler Gordon, which was the first pick? And, you know, the... You could kind of see a little bit of relief, some emotion there too, just you know, making that first pick. And then now for the first time, he'll have a first-round pick to make um, at number nine. Or if they move around, maybe it's a little bit later. Any other takeaways from that press conference? Well, I was going to ask you, like you hear him say that there's six to eight players yeah. that we're comfortable taking in that range. Now, when, when we last talked to Ryan Poles at the NFL owners meetings in Phoenix, he said that you usually include the quarterbacks in the conversation for your, your blue players just because you you have to for your projections. And usually because quarterbacks are, well, they're graded differently. You yeah. have to include them in the top 10. Bears still have a top 10 pick. So who are your, let's call it five players that you think the Bears are comfortable with right now at number nine? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to take the quarterbacks out of that conversation, whether they keep them in there or not. I just I think it's kind of a waste of time. Um but yeah, I would imagine that Will Anderson's one of them. Um, I think this is where it gets hard. I mean, it really gets hard right away because I I tend to think Peter Skaronsky's still on that list. So do I. Despite the arm length concerns, and we know that Ryan Poles cares about that, I just think he's too good and too... There's no perfect prospect, but so close to that perfect prospect type player uh, in the same similar ways that Quentin Nelson was, even if you're going to view him as a guard and view Skaronsky as a guard. And, and there was no question with Quentin Nelson that he was a guard coming out. I, I just think he's too perfect that I don't know how you can look at him and be like, that's just a safe pick and it makes our offensive line instantly better regardless of where he plays. I, I'm sure there's a lot of eye rolls right now from Bears listeners. I, I picked him in our final beat Raider mock draft, which is up right now at theathletic.com. 
And, of course, Bears fans aren't happy. How can you take a guard that high? I'm telling you, the Bears have not spent this much time on him. Like, that time spent, it's it's extra than other prospects. There is interest there. I think there's a like there. Um, whether or not that means he's ahead of Paris Johnson Jr., I don't know. But there's obviously some interest in Peter Skronsky in the top 10. It's been that way from the start. I have not seen one outside analyst rate another offensive lineman higher than him. And that sometimes that carries weight because at this point, all these outside analysts have input from every single team. Yeah. They're friends around the league. And, and like, if you want to get specifically like, okay, I have seen guys put um, Paris Johnson as the number one overall offensive tackle. I mean, Dane Brugler, Dane, Dane took Skronsky out of the tackle section of, of the beast and put him in the guard, and that's fine. But I think if you ask him who's O-line one, though, if you're just going to do that offensive line, then he's, and I think he does, uh, have it right here in front of me, because he put his 100 in on the back, and he does have Skaronsky seventh, and Paris Johnson doesn't come in until 12. See? So, Brandon and, and, Thorne from the Trends Warfare podcast, Substack, all that stuff was on here. Extremely great stuff on offensive line play. He was on our last podcast talking, t- telling us, talking about how Skronsky's probably better at guard. But he was still his highest graded player of all the offensive linemen. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And then, so just take that information, even if we're going to sit here and, and just the two of us say, okay, fine, guard. He's a guard, whatever. And, and now picture yourself as Ryan Poles even having that same conversation. Just because he's a guard, you're going to pass on him? I mean, to me, that makes no sense whatsoever. What, what, what do the Bears have right now there that makes you feel like he still doesn't help make the offensive line better for Justin Fields? I mean... I don't think that they're committed to Tevin Jenkins. Obviously, Nate Davis, they just signed him. Okay, so he's plugged. you plug him in and he's There's one your of your right stars. Right? But I think you also, in the back of your head, even with a free agent, always keep in mind that more times than not, three years later, you're like, okay, you know, that one might not have worked out. Or even if it does work out, you're still moving on from him just because of age or whatever. Um, and I... And, all due respect to Nate Davis, I think Skaronsky comes in and is a better player almost immediately. Yeah. I think you said this first. Peter Skaronsky was unanimous All-American at Northwestern, not for some 
Alabama, USC, Michigan. On a bad Northwestern team, On a too. bad Northwestern team. A unanimous All-American at left tackle. He's earned the right to at least try that position at the start of his NFL career, has he not? I put that in my yeah in my mock draft, too. My mock draft pick. He's earned it. Right, and also I understand going from high school to, to the Big Ten is not the same thing as going from the Big Ten to the NFL, but... When you come, when you go from Maine South to the Big Ten, and the plan was for you to come in and play right tackle to start, and oh, all of a sudden Rashawn Slater decides to to not stay for the COVID season, and he's out now. You're the left tackle, and oh, the offseason program was on again, off, on, off, on. Now there's no season. Now there is a season. Now we're going to get ready to go. And and this was still when I was with Northwestern. And he goes in there in that first game against Maryland and just absolutely dominates. And then did that the rest of the season. I mean, that that counts for something, too. I mean, that's how it started. And then it ended, as you said, being a unanimous All-American. We could talk Peter Skronsky to death, but... Um, you probably have at this point. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I, I point is, I think we both think he's still on the Bears board and could very well be the best player available sitting there when they drafted nine. Now, I tend to actually think he'll be gone by then, Ooh. which is a scenario I think we'll get to here in a little bit. Where are you on Jalen Carter? I felt like everything Ian Cunningham yesterday was a smokescreen. <laughs> yeah, so I went. I almost fell into the trap because when he and good for Potsy. I mean, one of my biggest takeaways yesterday. I tweeted this: is Jalen Carter is not high on Potsy's board. Okay, that, I mean that much is obvious. But Potsy um, has a board. I don't think he has a board. Uh, well. It, it was just hilarious. He, he has a yellow pad of paper like this. If you're watching on YouTube, definitely. How does he fit the hits principle? Oh, so he is a hits guy. He is a hits guy. He is. You know, that's great. Good follow up there. I enjoyed it. And then basically Ian Cunningham says, well, he fits some of those traits. And my first reaction, I almost fell into the trap was, oh, that means he's not a hits guy. But then I like, I, it took me like 20 minutes and I was like, yeah, but maybe that's a smokescreen. I think the reality is he probably doesn't fit all of the hits principle but he's so damn good i don't know that you can pass on him if he's still there at nine so yeah i'm i don't have any you know great inside information on this to confirm anything but my gut johns is telling me that he's still on the board it's just a matter of where i don't know that they've taken him off the board completely i just don't know where he fits on the board i tend to agree with you maybe he's not part of those blue players anymore maybe he's moved to the the red players and that's not like red flag players. If you're new to the Bears grading system, it, it, it's blue, then red. So maybe his off-the-field question marks have moved him down a little bit. So maybe he's now a mid-first-round grade in a sense, just in terms of, of risk. But that, that the talent is obviously there. Is the motor there for Matt Eberflus? We'll see soon enough. Well... I'll tell you one of the things that I uh, will be watching very close. I think we all will be. Now, there's been a lot of smoke about potentially the Seahawks taking Carter at five. I tend to still think they're going to make a move for a quarterback because as much as Geno Smith helped them, I am not sold that that's their permanent solution. Was it Todd McShay who had something on that? 
Uh, on what? On car? On them taking Carter? No, on them taking a quarterback. Uh, I don't know. I I think, I think uh, a few people. I think Peter Schrager had them taking a quarterback in his mock. Uh, he, also, the thing about mock drafts is, is you have to really, and this is why I always make it clear. Most mock drafts I do, I'm doing as if I was the GM, like what I would do. I'm giving you my opinion on these players. Now. At the end of this podcast, we're going to both tell you what we think the Bears are going to do. That's different. So some people do mocks that are like, this is what I'm hearing. This is what I think is going to happen. Peter Schrager was one of those, I think, like a week ago. And and that's a different conversation. And that's that's where these guys are actually trying to pinpoint the picks. Um, regardless, I find it hard to believe Jalen Carter will get past the Lions at six. So... That is uh, the thought of Jalen Carter being added to that defense. It's a little scary. Yeah, that defensive line is going to be a problem. Maybe another reason to pick Peter Skrasky a couple picks later. <laughs> just say. Yeah. There's a lot of people who just turned off this podcast right now. All right, so Tyree Wilson's got to be the other defense, defensive player in the top five, right? I think so. I think so. I think there's some metal. Con- now, this is where you get a little bit of a wild card because – and you heard, uh, you heard Ian Cunningham, if you listened to that press conference yesterday, literally thank everyone in the organization. Um, <laughs> but uh, one of the one of the groups of people he he uh, he thanked was you know the medical staff, the training staff, and how much work they do on these guys to really get the medical information right. Now the thing about Tyree Wilson, okay, you draw him up and you go, this is this is a four three D end. I mean, this is a perfect fit. He's got the long arms. Uh, I, I love that he got better each and that's one thing I really put a lot of stock in, John's like when guys sort of stall out as freshmen or sophomores, that that worries me. Um and there's a couple of guys like that in specifically at this position, but Tyree Wilson's not one. He just kept getting better. And it still feels like he's just scratching the surface of his ability. So in all those ways, I'm like, yeah, this guy's got to be on the Bears board. The only question is, he did have a right foot injury that required a screw and surgery. And so what's the long-term prognosis? Is it all clear? If it is, I think he's a perfect fit for the Bears. But if they're like, ah, this might actually be an issue down the road, uh, then then maybe, maybe it's not so cut and dry that he could be a bear so that's four players mm-hmm. can i give you three names to maybe round out the fifth and, and maybe extend this to the to the original seven players that may interest the bears in number nine sure the two cornerbacks christian gonzalez and devon weatherspoon Witherspoon, yep. and then paris johnson jr the ohio state left tackle okay with the prerequisite arm length so that's five, six, seven. Seven players. And, and Cunningham said six to eight. And so this is actually something I want to talk about. I think a skeptic can immediately be like, well, six to eight. I mean, don't you have an exact number? And maybe you just not give it. But here's the thing. Like, I could actually see it being six to eight because it could be six players that they're like, those are the guys we're definitely taking at nine. If they're there, no trade back. They're just too good to pass on. And then you might have at seven and eight a couple guys that you're willing to take at nine, but you would prefer to trade back if there is an offer. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
you know, you're sort of on the fence of, all right, we like these guys. We're comfortable taking them at, at nine. But let's see if we can get them a little bit later, if possible. Add some draft capital. Like, th- those are real conversations that happen. And that's why I think that that six to eight number actually could be a little fluid and not, you know, black and white. Um, can I give you a name that I think could be one? You know, maybe that's number eight. Okay. Darnell Wright. Ooh. From Tennessee. He's one of my favorite players in this draft. Which my newsletter that went out this morning uh, for CHGO diehards. Actually, today's went out free to everybody. So if you're signed up for the newsletter or you just want to read it, allchgo.com, you can today. It's free and unlocked. Um, but I always make bold predictions. And one of my bold predictions this year was the Bears draft aren't all right. Now... Is that at nine? Is that after a trade back? I'm not sure. I, I'm not. I'm, but because I kind of think that he falls in that category of. All right, we'd probably prefer to trade back, add some capital, get him a few picks later if possible. But if no one's calling, and this could be a real situation, I think we got to talk about. Skaronsky's off the board. Paris Johnson's off the board. I'm not sold that four quarterbacks actually get drafted before the Bears pick. One always falls. Justin Fields fell. Right? Like, to me, one of them's going to... It's just a guess, but I feel like that that's a possibility. And then so someone else off that, that board that we just talked about goes early. And so they might be in a situation where it's like, okay, Darnell Wright's the next guy. We like him a lot. But... If Paris Johnson and Skaronsky have the board, you got to start looking at who's left. And it really comes down to then Darnell Wright and Broderick Jones. And then there's a pretty big drop-off. And so if you trade back, you might not get Darnell Wright. And there's been... Uh, I know Albert Breer had some of this uh, on Broderick Jones. Possibly some immaturity issues there. Some entitlement issues that he reported. Now, obviously, there's a lot of stuff that comes out close to the draft you got to be careful with. But I think that's a scenario where if they're not getting the quite the offer or no one's calling, just go ahead and take your guy and feel good about it. Because he, to me, he's a plug-and-play right tackle that allows you to keep Braxton Jones on the left side. Jones has a little bit more length, probably better suited over there, keep developing. You get an instant, immediate upgrade at one of your biggest holes on your roster. I think the most ideal situation, like the dream scenario for the Bears, is that like Will Levis is available at 9. Mm-hmm. The Titans get anxious, jump from 11 to 9. And at 11, you're looking at possibly Darnell Wright. Because the Eagles aren't going to take him at number 10. They already have their all-pro, highly paid right tackle. I think the Bears like Wright a lot. A lot, a lot. I don't know where he would stack, because that, that, that's the, the Bears' word. You know, like Ryan Pace used the word clouds. Like, Ryan Pace's Bears had clouds. That's how they graded their players. Stacks is how... Some would argue a lot of their ideas were in the clouds. Hey, no. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't even think that made sense. <laughs> yeah. Did it? No. <laughs> Mike uh, probably not. There you go, Vic. Um, I think 
he stacks somewhere with those with those four offensive linemen. Or he's part of the four of those offensive linemen. Like the the top four offensive linemen. <laughs> you got that four those four yeah. guys. Yeah. Skronsky, Johnson, Jones, and Wright. Somewhere in that order. I think the Bears will love a plug and play starter without having to reshuffle their line. Like Peter Skronsky will force some reshuffling. Paris Johnson Jr. would force some reshuffling. Darn all right, would not. He would come in and be your starting right tackle. Like just a massive prospect, too. Yeah. Violent. Barry's guys got better every single year at Tennessee. When the best defender in the draft tells you that, like, this is the toughest player that I faced, it's Will Anderson did, like, that means something. Then you go and watch that film, and you can see why. He did nothing against Darnell Wright. Nothing. At first, I was a little concerned that he wasn't the best scheme fit because he doesn't quite have the same foot quickness, but it's still good enough, and he's just so physical. And and on the right side, I think that's more of what you want, right? And he's going to move guys in the running game. Let's not lose sight that as much as you need to protect Justin Fields, you got to keep this running game going too. So... Um. Yeah, I like him. He's grown on me throughout the process. Uh, I had to kind of get over. I thought his first day at the Senior Bowl, as I was watching those practices, was a little rough. But he was much better the rest of those week. The rest of the week, and let's also not lose sight of, like I've in our CHGO Bears 100, like we've noted which guys were at the Senior Bowl. Like to me, that's important. You had Luke Getzey coaching it. You saw, you know, good and bad. But they were they were there up close getting, you know, as close of a view as any of these teams. And that's going to carry some weight. Uh, I think it's cool how much they involve the coaching staff in all this and and really lean on them to have it a, a valuable opinion. Uh, before we move on, can I read you my list of my 10 favorite prospects for the Bears? Did you see it? Yes. I, I was working. I don't believe you. But um, <laughs> <laughs> so just to clarify, though, Skaronsky's your pick? Skaronsky's my pick because I think – I think the Bears like him a lot. Okay, it's it's honestly as simple as that. They've done too much work on this guy to think otherwise. It's as simple as that. Yeah, but like, some guy on the internet yesterday told me that uh, it's because McCaskey's friends with Northwestern people, and so that's why they're going to draft him. Don't just call Kevin Fishbay Northwestern people. That's what that was another one we got on the show yesterday. If I see one more rich Northwestern alum mock draft Skaronsky to the Bears, I'm gonna lose my mind. Trust me. Like no I'm one not, on this show went to Northwestern. I'm not a rich Northwestern alum. I did not go there. Right. Skaronsky's a darn good football player. That that's my evaluation and it's and I, and I think the Bears like him. Um Kev, Kevin went to Northwestern. Did anyone else? Um Kalen Kaler. Kalen Kaler. Mike Greenberg. I haven't seen Mike Greenberg do a mock draft, though. I don't know. No, no. So, I'm right, here's sorry. Here's my Go 10 ahead. favorite players. Yes, I, I purposely left Skronsky out. I do like him, but just in terms of other names, look, you need to have these conversations. My edge rushers, B.J. Ojulari from LSU. Just crazy production. I like him, too. Lucas Van Ness, another local kid. My three techniques, Kalijah Canty. Like... That's another conversation. It's like that's similar to Peter Skronsky, right? Doesn't have the the ideal measurables, but mm-hmm. damn, is he a good football player? 
Right. Like someone in the teens of this draft or the 20s is getting an immediate starter who's going to live in the opposition's backfield. I think the Bears would like that. Corey Wooten has Cancy ahead of Jalen Carter. Just look at the production. That's how much he loves him. Kalijah Cancy earned All-American status in three consecutive seasons. Now he went from like a rookie All-American, the second team, the first team. The production was out of this world. Carl Brooks, we talked about him uh, on a previous podcast a while back from Bowling Green, another three techniques without the Senior Bowl. My offensive tackles, we just talked about Darnell Wright. The other one, Anton Harrison from Oklahoma. I definitely think he's on the Bears board come day two. We talked about Devon Witherspoon a little bit. I, I I don't know if he's, like, just in terms of measurables again, 5'11", 181 pounds. I think Dame Brugler kind of broke that down for us not too long ago. Like, the guy plays nasty, tough, wants to tackle. You can't teach that sometimes. And I'm tired of, like, covering defensive players where tackling is a problem. Yeah, can, yeah. Can it not be a problem for a defender? Like, isn't that, like, job number one? I get it. Some guys are better than others, but Witherspoon, it's not. It's not. Um, Deontay Banks, Maryland cornerback, is on there. Quan Martin, nickelback, safety from Illinois. And my favorite receiver in this class, Zay Flowers, Boston mm-hmm. College. I like it. Um, it's a good list. I think the only name that you name that I'm not really totally on board with is Deontay Banks. But I understand why he's... A lot of people look at him as a first-round pick. He's number 46 on our CHO Bears 100. I want to give you a name. I, I, you know, as we've been going through this process, Johns, I've been trying to designate certain guys that probably fit the hits principle and just the type of player that, um, that the you know, bears are looking for. And one name in the beast that really stood out to me that I hadn't spent a lot of time because I didn't really safety was definitely a position. I wasn't too focused on because the bears have seem to have two starting safeties there. They drafted one last year, but do you know much about Jair Brown from Penn state? Oh, he's a good player. So he played with Jaquan Brisker, not only at Penn state, but also at Lackawanna junior college. And they're, like, really close friends. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean anything for, like, drafting him. But essentially, when when Brisker moved on last year, Brown, who was already playing with him, just slid into his leadership role. And, like, everything that the Bears liked about Brisker last year, with the exception of, okay, Brisker's a little bit taller, a little bit longer, which is why I think Brown's probably a third-round pick, not a second-round pick. But beyond that, like everything Brisker stood for in terms of like a energy in that defense, uh, a team captain, coaches absolutely love coaching him. The instincts to find the football and 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 get your hands on it. Uh, he also is Brown is somewhat similar to Eddie Jackson. He has great hands to catch the ball, and after he catches it, he's got insane return ability uh, to return some of these interceptions. The more and more I was doing work on Jair Brown, I'm like, as much as the Bears don't need a safety. If they like Jaquan Brisker last year, they like this guy. And at some point, you do have to start thinking about what's the future of Eddie Jackson. We talked about this earlier this offseason. If the Bears were in any type of cap trouble, which they're not, Eddie Jackson probably would have been a cap casualty on a lot of other NFL teams this year. I think and they're already thinking about the future of Eddie Jackson. 
Exactly. So I don't know. It's just a name to keep in mind. Maybe in the third round, uh, we have him at number sixty-nine on our board, and and uh, which is nice. And I, you know, maybe uh, the their friendship and that pairing with Brown and Brisker going forward. Just just a name that intrigued me to keep an eye on. I would say, based on some of my friends around the league that I that I've talked to, like two positions that are on the table that they're not premium positions and. The Bears don't really need it, but based on what they're they're doing and, and who, whom they're researching, and I think running back and safety are on the table for the Bears. Yeah. When those positions actually come up for decisions and selections, I'm not sure, but Ryan Pohl strikes me as a GM who is thinking two steps ahead here. It's replacing Cody Whitehair at center. It's replacing Eddie Jackson at safety eventually and it's finding your running back in the draft at some point where it's not someone you're signing free agency or inheriting like a David Montgomery who's no longer here or Khalil Herbert yeah I agree I agree if you're like me you believe there needs to be more stylish functional business casual men's wear that is both high quality and durable that could withstand your day I'm talking about maybe hanging out in the press box Watching the game later with your friends, maybe getting a quick nine holes in. That's why men's closets were due for a radical reinvention, and Roan stepped up to the challenge. Roan's commuter collection is the most comfortable, breathable, and truly versatile set of products known to man. They have products for every occasion. We're talking about the world's most comfortable pants, dress shirts, quarter zips, polos, and blazers. They look great as individual pieces, maybe with a Hogan Johns polo or quarter zip, but they also work seamlessly together. Rowan's signature four-way stretch fabric is breathable, flexible, and works everywhere from your commute to work to the 19th hole. It's time for unparalleled confidence without all the hassle. Rowan's commuter collection features wrinkle-release technology and is 100% machine washable. Looking good is that easy. The commuter collection can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head to roan.com slash Adam and use promo code Adam to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to rhone.com slash Adam and use code Adam. It's time to find your corner office comfort. All right. That covers it with our final thoughts on the Bears going into the draft. Um, So you're going right. I'm going Skronsky. Yeah. Yeah. Portillo's. Ooh. Yeah, and then what if we if we're both wrong, then nothing happens. And we just go to Portillo's. <laughs> Sounds Kevin, great. Kevin, what a great deal. Kevin buys. Then Kevin has to buy. If it's the field. <laughs> He's in on it. That's great. At um, this right. point, I am like so invested in like what happens with Skronsky, just out of like just because of the comment section. Yeah. That like I, I, like I'm not rooting for the pick or whatever, but It'd be I I would smile a little bit typing that up. Oh sure, <laughs> yeah, yeah I like it. All right, before we get out of here, Aaron Rodgers, it's over. Yeah, he is a New Ooh. York Jet. Aaron Rodgers, he walked into the facility this morning with the Jets with a Jets shirt on, some cool sunglasses, and this is bound to go wrong. My earliest thought on that like when it when it broke is holy moly did the Packers get a haul like can the Jets not have waited a little bit and played this a bit better yeah I'm I'm 
I'm shocked. I, I it, it, obviously it looks just so obvious that the Jets blinked first, yeah. and I and, and and really, but to me, the the biggest mistake, and I know I've said this before, it just I, it still blows my mind that the compensation wasn't worked out before they before they went to Rodgers. Yeah, I mean that's how these trades are supposed to work. It, it, anytime you trade for a veteran that needs a reworked contract, you. You work out the parameters of the deal, and then you go like when the Bears traded for Cleo Mack, right? They, they they came to terms with the Raiders, and then they went to work on the contract with Mack. And obviously, you go into it kind of knowing what you're willing to do, and and that it's realistic. But in the, in this case, I cannot believe that the trade that they went and got Rogers first, and they're like, okay, now we got to figure out the trade compensation. Like, what what are you doing? You know, you know what? <laughs> what are the Jets doing? But can I give? Some praise for the Packers front office. Like, I guess they tried to get a hold of Aaron Rodgers. I know he was ghosting them. They played this exceptionally well. Like, if I'm a Bears fan, you have to be annoyed about the the haul they got. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I just. And the, the other part of it, too, Johns, is I'm just... Look, I totally understand why the Jets did this. They have too good of a roster to go into another season without a quarterback, right? And, and now, personally, I would have looked into Lamar Jackson more. You know, I would have looked into Trey Lance more um, before I got this desperate with Aaron Rodgers. But, like, I get it. I, I you, They've been screwing around for so long. They finally have a pretty good team. And I, I said this on our CSGO show yesterday, Johns. I, I kind of compare the Jets right now to the 2020 Bears because they're sort of stuck. They have a pretty decent roster, but they effed up their quarterback pick a couple years ago. And so they so now they're scrambling. And like just like the Bears had to bring in uh, Nick Foles that year, right? And it just, okay, they were a middling plan. Now, I think this Jets roster is a little bit better. And I think Aaron Rodgers is obviously a lot better than Nick Foles. But still, what's the end game? Are you really going to win the East? Are you really going to win the AFC with all that talent that's in there? So to me, to get value on this trade, you it ends with you giving up a first-round pick next year. Otherwise, the season was a disaster because he didn't make it to 65% of the snaps. And you're still giving up a second-round pick in that scenario. So if this season goes well, you're giving up a first-round pick next year. But how well is, like, define well. You're not winning a Super Bowl. And so you're banking that on 2024, Aaron Rodgers, who just told the world a couple months ago he's leaning towards retirement, is still going to be playing for you and still be, be playing at a high enough level that you're going to win a Super Bowl as the New York Jets. Like, it just... I, I don't see an, I don't see a scenario in which this ends like Tom Brady going to the Bucks. It's just not going to. It's quite the gamble. It's quite the gamble. Um, Tom Brady went to the NFC, where the quarterbacks, well, they're not as good. Not as good. Aaron Rodgers has just joined a conference where I would rank him behind Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen. Like, there's your top three teams in the East, right? The East. The AFC. The Jets are good, but I don't know if they're... They may not even be as good as the Dolphins in their own division. The Dolphins are pretty darn good, too. If two is healthy, 
That offense is humming along. You have Vic Fangio now as your defensive yeah. coordinator. You got stars on both sides of the field. They're serious about this as well. And you can I think that's the argument. Like who's the better team? The Jets or the Dolphins? Because above them, I would still put the Bills, Bengals, and the Chiefs. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting to watch. I think it's entertaining. Um, you know, personally from an entertainment factor, I'm glad Rogers didn't retire. I'm glad he's going to the Jets. We'll see if they're on hard knocks instead of the Bears. Oh, <laughs> yes. I think it makes a ton of sense. Um, like if you're George McCaskey and the NFL calls you, it's it's just an easy reply. Roger, yeah. have you seen what happened in New York? Well, George, How great would that be for George? <laughs> Doesn't have to do hard knocks, and now Aaron Rodgers has to. Yes, and you get to see all those problems. Um, before we go, like the other side part of that conversation with the Aaron Rodgers trade. Is that Zach Wilson yeah. officially a bust? And you look at that draft class of quarterbacks, Trey Lance and trade rumors now. Yeah. The Trey Bears. Lance. Go ahead. Lance's situation's tough because, you know, all the reports I heard, and our guy Nate Tice, I think, went out to, to 49ers camp last year too and seemed to like what he saw. And he did not like what he saw when he went to Jets camp with Zach Wilson. Uh, if if he went there, I, I think that's what I think that's what. Anyway, regardless, like that injury sucks for Lance. I'm not ready to give up on him, and I wouldn't if I was the 49ers because I'm not totally sold on Brock Purdy, who by the way has his own injury he's dealing with. So, would I consider trading him for the right price? Maybe if I was a team. And I said this earlier, like if I was the Jets, I would have seriously looked at getting, trading for Lance. I mean, I still I still have hope for Trey Lance. But the dude also hasn't played football in three years now. That's something. That's crazy. The best ability is availability. Yeah, Boxing but two of, used to say it all the time. I know. Two of those years weren't his fault. He had the COVID year where they didn't they literally didn't play football except for one game. Then they essentially redshirted him. And then he got hurt. But still, you haven't played like really. A, you played two competitive games of football essentially since 2019. That's bizarre. That's hard to bank on. For once in Chicago, the conversation is different. I think there's all. Like, Justin Fields has to get better as a passer. We could all agree on, on that, right? But now the Bears are building around him. That in itself is a sign of confidence, a vote of confidence. Yeah. Obviously, right. Trevor Lawrence is Trevor Lawrence. But for once, a different story is unfolding here in Chicago for now. Yeah, I think at a minimum, the Bears came out of that draft with QB, too, in what was a pretty loaded quarterback class. So perhaps some lessons to be taken with that, with this class? I don't know. Personally, I'm not really sold on this class, but... Uh, we'll see how it all plays out Thursday night. Got a lot to uh, plug here, quite frankly. So, of course, uh, if you haven't already, check out The Beast. Get it. Subscribe to The Athletic. All the draft information you need is in this giant 300-page book I'm holding on YouTube. Um, and I know uh, we use it as a resource, and we'll continue to use it, use it as a resource. And thank Dane Brugler and The Athletic staff, all the work they put into it, because it's, it's pretty incredible. Um 
we have our own CHGO Bears 100 board that we put together uh, at CHGO, which is really everything in there skewed towards the Bears. So quarterbacks are out, emphasis on players that fit the Bears scheme, offensive linemen that fit the Bears scheme. And we really put a lot of work into that, so please check it out. That is available to CHGO diehards today. We also have our draft parties coming up Thursday and Friday. Joe's on Weed Street. I believe we are we're not completely sold out of drink package tickets. We're getting, I mean, there's only a few left. Uh, but you can still get in with the general mission starting at $15 and just, you know, pay cash at the bar and hang out with us. We're going to have a lot of good shows. Corey Wooten is going to be there uh, both Thursday and Friday night. Maybe we'll bug John's at some point to jump on, jump on from Alice Hall or his house. Still waiting for that tax fish man. Yeah, I was going to say, depending on where the fish man allows you to cover the draft from. You not hear the coughing in the background, Kevin? <laughs> Uh, anything else? Did I get it all? No. No. Um, yeah. um, I got a story coming out tomorrow on TheAthletic.com. Another little exclusive. Um, check it out. Wow, what a tease. <laughs> I don't even, I don't even I, know what that's about. I'm, I'm excited. tired, man. I'm tired. All right. um, but, yes, we're check it out on TheAthletic.com. 5 a.m. I will not be awake at 5 a.m. Check it out. <laughs> All right, we're out of here. We'll talk to you again. Uh, next show will be Friday morning. Friday morning as we recap what happens Thursday night. We'll talk to you. See ya.